I don't know what you heard about me, but bitch, you can't get a dollar out of me. No Cadillac, no perms, you can't see that I'm a motherfucking P-I-M-P. Rewind. You know what's hard out here for a pimp? Yeah, you know. When she trying to get this money for the rent? Yeah, you know. For the Cadillac and gas money spent? Gonna cause a whole lot of bitches talking shit. Take it back, take it back, take it back. Hit it. She's got jungle fever. She's got jungle fever. They've got jungle fever. They're in love. She's gonna white girl crazy. She's gonna black girl hazy. Ain't no thinking, baby. They're in love. I don't know if this movie has a like a song, but this should have been it. That that was your best one yet, Sid. I reiterate again to the listeners. I don't know what this girl gonna say when we start recording. <laughs> Sydney, with that being said, what we watched this week. Thank you, thank you. This week we tuned into Pimp, available on. Did you watch it on Hulu or Showtime? Mm-mm, I watched it on your Amazon Prime account. I mean, our Amazon Prime account. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> Available on Prime Video. But if you also have Showtime, you can watch it there as well. Uh, the movie is starring the lovely Miss Kiki Keep a Job Palmer, Anjanou Ellis, DMX, Vanessa Morgan, and Edie or Eddie Gafegi. It's written and directed by Christine Krokos. Let's do it. Let's start the show. Hey, I'm Lex. Hey, y'all. I'm Sid. And this is The New Chitlin' Circuit. We review indie, low-budget, and direct-to-TV black films. So let's just get on right... Let's get right into it. Uh, we're going to pay some bills that we do not have currently. Hallelujah. The 60-second challenge this week is brought to you, that listener, by yourself, the listener. Give yourself a pat on the back. And while you're doing the listening... Go ahead and click that like button, subscribe, follow us on all of our social handles. And also, we want to give a shout out recently. Uh, Ashley, if you're listening, we really, really appreciate that awesome comment you left on our Apple Podcast link. Uh, we try our best to share what we have learned from all of these films and give you a little funny outtake here and there. So appreciate you, sis, and hope you keep listening. Alexis, are you ready to... Give us the synopsis of the movie Pimp in 67. I've never been more ready in my life. Okay. I'm excited because this had a lot going on. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to start the clock. Now. I'm ready. All right. So DMX is a pimp, has a daughter, Kiki Palmer, mm-hmm. whose name is Wednesday. People call her Wen, right? Mm-hmm. DMX prematurely dies. He's hooked on drugs. I assume he overdoses. And yeah. who who is left to watch over the empire? 10-year-old Wednesday. So mm-hmm. as she grows up, she's running hoes. She's starting to build her um, sex trafficking empire. And yeah. <laughs> this is in the streets of the Bronx. And she is struggling financially taking care of her sick uh, mom however mm-hmm. she comes up on a new plan a mm. new hot girl at the strip club mm. who she thinks who wednesday thinks is gonna you know take her into riches but yep. trouble ensues and the whole time wednesday is just trying to secure a good life for her and her white girlfriend who is yep. also her hoe mm-hmm. <laughs> um <laughs> and the movie is some is this honestly oh <laughs> damn you is got this a little my long... second week in a row it's... yeah not, of not, not getting this <laughs> let me explain myself please this the this story is actually pretty straightforward but <laughs> i i kind of liked it so <laughs> <laughs> I got lost in the weeds there. Um, Mm -hmm. Let's see. I hope I can break this bad streak next week. Yeah, because three strikes and uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to take on this challenge. So you're not out, but like you're just going to have some bad streak cred. Damn. (laughs) Well, now that y'all know (laughs) what the movie (laughs) is about, kind of, (laughs) you got 60 seconds of my description of it. Um, We want to get into... 
what our general thoughts are thoughts are what our general thoughts are about the movie sid mm -hmm. what did you think of pimp starring kiki palmer Starring Kiki Palmer. Uh, my first note about this movie. Well, first I took note of her very first line, uh, which I'll get into. But my actual first note on the movie is, and I quote, wow, Kiki is a real lesbian in this. That's that's for real. <laughs> so I said, look at that. So that was, you know, that was number one. Um but also this movie is very, it's interesting to me because it was based in the Bronx, but no one in the movie had a New York accent. Did you flag that? Yeah. You it was it? clearly Philly. Like it was clearly shot in Philadelphia. <laughs> okay. Cause I was like, this don't, this looks like nothing I've ever seen. And I don't get up to the Bronx often, but I don't, this don't look familiar. Mm -hmm. um, no one even took the train in this movie yeah not at all they all that's oh my god that's so true i didn't even yeah that's very mm. true but um you know this this movie was interesting to me because i've all the i guess pimp related movies i've ever seen in my life have been uh the pimp who stars in the movie is clearly a man because that's what happens right like and what did they call it uh women pimps madams or something it's not as cool it can just be a pimp mm -hmm. i think and it was great i feel like oh go ahead no, no, I was saying, I feel like madam is only for older woman pimps. I've never heard um, a young woman be called a madam. Like but Mama I've D. I've never seen a young woman be a pimp. Yeah. And my bad, go on. I was just talking about pimp terminology. Oh, yeah, because like, cause Mama D is considered a madam. Cause, is she still pimping, though? Or she let that go? Sydney. Sydney. Allegedly. Allegedly. Mama D, I really don't know. Allegedly. Okay, I'll let it go. Once you get a Mona Scott check, you don't need to run hoes anymore. We'll talk about that later. In that order. Okay. <laughs> okay. But no, it was interesting for me to see uh, a female lead in a movie. She is the main character and she is the pimp. That's I've never seen that written out before. I thought that was cool. Um, and Wednesday, she bodies her role as a pimp. Her very first line was, first time I ever sold pussy, I was 10 years old. Mm -hmm. I said, oh, that's that little girl's mm -hmm. a pimp. I never would have said that at 10. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And shout yeah, out to... Ingenue, uh Ellis playing her mama. I mean, what an actress. That woman, she, like, an actor. Always killing it. So those are a few of my opening thoughts. And we can go in, like, scene by scene. But what did you think, general thoughts of the movie? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and have to say it. Oh, I okay. fucked with it. Okay. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. Mm. I fucked with it. Um, let's not confuse that with I fuck with the message. I mean, I don't uh -huh. like misogyny. I don't like sex trafficking. Bad mm -hmm. things all around. Right. And I felt the same way when I was uh, underage watching Hustle and Flow as well. Mm -hmm. That don't mean the movie wasn't good. The movie right. did a good job telling the story. Um, it turns out, you know, I what I've learned after watching queen and slim was did, did we watch that together we did actually we did yeah we watched that at stonecrest we did we went to see yep mm -hmm. with courtney yeah. she was there this, we showed it this is honestly <laughs> our loyal listeners honestly it's kind of a drinking game how many times we reference stonecrest <laughs> on this show do you realize how often we talk about stonecrest it's a huge part of my life. I mean, when I go home, look, I mean, pre-COVID, I was up, I was the best Stone Crest at the movies. So, mm -hmm. like, you know. But yeah, we watched Queen and Slim at Stone Crest. And I remember from from then, from watching that movie like two years ago, mm -hmm. I realized I kind of That was last year, fam. Excuse me? That was only last year. No, that was 2018. <laughs> Mm, wasn't it that came out 2019 okay. <laughs> it's oh, been a God. long year <laughs> are you sure i'm pretty i'm gonna check myself real quick but i am pretty positive queen and slim yeah that's 2019 wow it was thanksgiving time <laughs> last year that it came out <laughs> i thought that was 2018 wow mm -hmm. well well since i saw that then 
while that yeah. movie isn't perfect um i realized that i have an appreciation for a tragedy especially a romantic mm. tragedy which is surprising to me because I didn't like Romeo and Juliet in high school. I didn't fuck with Shakespeare's wow. work, <laughs> but I, I dig a tragedy, a tragedy. And this is what that movie, this is, that is what this movie is. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the story was captivating. And by that, I literally just mean at every point of where the plot escalated or thickened, mm-hmm. I was invested. I cared. Yeah. And I wanted to know what the hell was going to happen. And I yeah. think the story was written and laid out very well. I think any movie that makes me go like, oh, I, are they serious? Oh my, no, Wednesday. That was most of my like reactions throughout the movie. Kept, I mean, I sat up in here and I was in it. <laughs> this girl, no, that can't happen. It was a lot. I was in it. It, it yeah. just, all the beats that I usually complain about in the movie, this one, this one got right. And lastly, the point, the, the last point that I want to, and the last uh, point I want to name as to why I liked it, mm-hmm. I haven't seen a gangster villain this good mm. since maybe Omar from The Wire. Maybe. I, ooh, that's- this guy was good. That's kind of a stretch for me. I can't really co-sign that one because Omar and The Wire, like, he's top two and not number two. This he's not guy, better than Omar. I said since Omar. <sighs> since Omar. And that comes with an asterisk because I don't watch Power. I, I was going to say, yeah, you don't watch, watch Power. Violent things. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I, I, put, I think he was great, but I don't know mm-hmm. if I give him all of that. Well, you get it all. You get that from me, brother. I liked it. Yeah. That was great. <laughs> so maybe I would have given him more credit had he not had this Mississippi accent. Yeah, I thought it added charm. <laughs> I was like, "This is not accurate." You're supposed to be in the Bronx, bro. Like, give me something. At least He's Omar had a Baltimore a accent. No, no, no. All right. <laughs> That's how you, no. this is going to be a great episode because me and you, I don't think we've ever disagreed this early in the episode. <laughs> yeah, that I, I can't, I can't get with that, with that point. <laughs> His accent bothered me because it was so opposite from anything like Northern at all. He sounded like he should be in Mississippi. I've been watching P Valley. Mm-hmm. He sound like he is from the Delta. <laughs> Not the Delta. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Well, Look, let's get on into it, y'all. Um, let us start by going through some of these scenes. You already mentioned that opening scene. You want to you want to talk about that? The first scene. Yeah. So the first scene, Wednesday, she gives us a glimpse into her early life, and we find out how she became the pimp that she is today. So uh, we see her uh, literally handling the girls for her daddy, who is DMX, while he, you know, is up front chopping it up with his friends and Kiki and or whatever. And she, you know, she's giving the girls gum if they need it. Cause they got clients coming through, uh, you know, giving them pep talks, like girl, your hair looks good, all that kind of stuff. But then also explaining how this is her family inheritance. Her daddy is going to leave this empire for her to run someday. And how he looks at her just like, you know, in any, like, I guess like patriarchal, like, I guess uh descendant type thing like you're gonna be running this shit this is this is yours I want you to have it I need you to know how to run it now at age 10 and that was crazy to me uh to see because she had no fear oh and we also meet her white girlfriend Nikki uh in the opening scene who lives across the street from her and she has also had a very rough childhood but they're they're making Mm -hmm. it work yeah so we get all the rules in the opening scene which is like one, he meets her mom. Well, DMX met her mother, who was also one of his hoes at some point, but he took her off the roster because now you my girl and I can't have all these other men looking at you and doing all that kind of stuff. So, you know, she's sitting back to DMX and her mother are both drug addicts. We see DMX overdose in the opening scene and find out why Wednesday has to take over the empire. And then we meet her uh, girlfriend, Nikki, across the street, who eventually does become one of her hoes yeah the it was paced very well we got the information and the setup and we really understood what kind of life wednesday was coming from 
and what mm-hmm. kind of life she is going to have it, that she just is going to be in forever. Yeah. Um, as we all know, I'm typically not a fan of like voiceover narration as the <laughs> opener of, of laying things out. But yeah. I enjoyed this because the imagery that went along with it was it, it was apt and it, and it conveyed the voiceover was just an addition. The, the first yeah. three to four minutes of the movie could have been silent and I still would have understood it, you know? Right, right, right. You know, I, w- I want to credit Kiki for that because if you want some drama to be brought to the screen, Miss Palmer, she got you. She'll figure it out and mm-hmm. how, how to give us what we need in that. So I, I want, I'll give credit to her because the voiceovers didn't annoy me at all. I decided it just wasn't a nice little bonus to the storyline for me. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I thought that open was actually really good, um, mm-hmm. mainly because so in a movie about a really rough and nasty life, you know, mm-hmm. just like not nasty, destitute is the word I'm looking for. Just yeah, a yeah. really desolate life. Um, the opening scene of her childhood and, you know, there are objectively bad things going on you know there's sex happening out in the open there's drugs there's gambling Mm -hmm. there's guns cussing and carrying on uh i sound like my mom cussing and carrying (laughs) on (laughs) out there cussing carrying on (laughs) (laughs) but the the like the direction and the voiceover and mm-hmm. also the acting performance from DMX, Mr. X. Yeah, Mr. X. <laughs> it, it made that really kind of scary environment for a child seem very soft and warm to us, you know? Mm, Even though yeah. it's objectively a 10-year-old should be nowhere in, in near this, you right. could still feel that there was love in this family. Like it still felt yeah. warm to me. I agree with that. And yeah. the lighting too is very warm, right? So like in the house, they it was like this weird, like it was kind of hazy, but it was this warm orange light that, you know, would seem just kind of like dark and gritty if I guess in mm-hmm. a different circumstance, but that compared to just like DMX being very just like gentle and just fatherly, like she's daddy's little girl type figure, that couple with all that stuff, it did seem like it was definitely like an untraditional, non-traditional, like family and home setting, but they seemed happy in it. And it was like, okay, yeah. cool. This is what their family is like. Yeah. And, and that's why that, like I, I was immediately invested. My first mm. note that I have is, okay, I like it. Okay. <laughs> you know, okay. It, it didn't yeah. take much to buy me. Right. Okay. Okay. So then we fast forward. In that opening scene, we're looking at a 10-year-old Wednesday. I just wanted mm-hmm. to shout out the actress, uh, Talia Whitaker. Mm, I, yeah. I had, since, because she was Reggie in the She's Gotta Have It series on Netflix. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember, remember that. Yeah. The little girl that Nola Darling was like, she's got something. Yeah. <laughs> From when I saw her there, I was like, I, I agree. She's got something. She's got so something. I was yeah. really, really excited to see her in this as well. And I think even though she didn't have a lot of, you know, dialogue, it's just kind of flashbacks and scene setting. Mm-hmm. I feel like she she did great. And I just really appreciated seeing her in this. So shout out to you, Miss yes, Whitaker. Shout out to young Talia. We watching you, yeah, girl. I hope I'm saying that right. Yeah, we watching uh, you, sis. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, now we just let us open it up because there's a lot to discuss in this movie. Sid, where where did yeah. your <laughs> where does your mind take you now after the opening scene? We get the premise. She is now uh, probably in her early twenties or something, mm-hmm. and she is running the empire. And yeah, trying, well, it's not much of an empire anymore. I was gonna, she ain't running it that well. My note for how the empire looks after uh, her father, or like DMX, dies is it's a lot of hustle but no flow. Ooh. <laughs> it's all hustle no flow all hustle no flow because you ain't making no money girl this is not mm-hmm. profitable time for you to find a new career path honey let's let's do something yeah. else because this ain't which it. is it speaks to i think that speaks to like how 
how committed to her father's tutelage she was because mm-hmm. it feels like she was applying the same exact like things that he applied you know yeah uh in his game but she kind of ignored the fact like girls at when at the time this was child, it's 2018 you know you still running these girls on the streets like there are there's websites there are apps right, there's there are apps. Like, your dad didn't have all of this, yeah, get this you're gonna have to phones. innovate right <laughs> yeah <laughs> none yeah. of these girls have an iphone you're yeah. gonna be like what the hell's going on here yeah like pagers and shit like it's no i don't even know how to use a pager <laughs> like what no. yeah like what the that's hell? not gonna work <laughs> yeah no and you know she i was saying, doing well yeah, and the girls weren't motivated because of it. They were not. You didn't have them in the proper like living situation. They they had mm-hmm. nothing to look forward to, in in this new arrangement with you, and you know the, the new girls obviously. But like without your father being the lead, you needed to innovate. You using stuff from mm-hmm. fifteen years ago. We gotta get it right now. Usually in a movie, you know, in, in these episodes, I like to break out into Lex's story corner where I explain <laughs> from my perspective why uh-huh. something didn't work in terms of a script, in terms of a story. Yeah. I don't have that problem here today. This script worked. What I do want to do, mm-hmm. <laughs> what I do want to do is pull us aside to Lex's business corner. Now, okay. when you have a struggling product... <laughs> You're going to have to supplement your revenue with uh-huh. another business stream. And that mm. was Wednesday's problem. In Hustle and Flow, D was selling weed. Yeah, <laughs> You're going to have to do more than one thing and yeah. diversify your revenue streams. I wish I could have told her that. <laughs> wow. She, she needed you and everything that we ever learned from Howard University in her corner. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I would have advised her to give these women uh, their freedom and their will back <laughs> and for her to go to like job core or something <laughs> become a plumber yeah Wednesday should have got these yeah. girls only fans account get you some money stop playing yeah but see that's the thing about the uh, democratization of pussy is that th- th- now I'm gonna go into anti-capitalist rant mm. Pimps need hoes. Hoes don't need pimps. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> if a pimp ain't got no hoes, he's not a pimp. Well, they're mm-hmm. not a pimp because apparently you can be a woman pimp in this movie. But yeah. if a hoe ain't got no pimp, she's still a hoe. She's, she's still a hoe. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so this movie Ooh. spurred a lot of thoughts. <laughs> it did. <laughs> well, let's so, fast forward to when... Wednesday does figure out uh, how she's going to overcome her uh, money situation, right? So it starts mm-hmm. with uh, her girlfriend, Nikki, the white woman, who has this New England-Boston accent. And I said, there's no way they're in the Bronx once uh, she appeared on screen. That's not... Yeah. Not this white girl looks like she had a really, really bad like couple of semesters at Tish and yeah. got thrown out but never told her mom and just decided to move to the Bronx. To the Bronx. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's what she looks like. She's so out of place. She doesn't look like how DJ's white hoe looked in Hustle and Flow. That white hoe looked like mm. she lived in Memphis and was tricking in Memphis. <laughs> she did. She really did. These are points that were, you know what? It, I know why that was missed. I think, uh, well, I actually do know what the director and writer of this movie is a white woman. So I don't, she might not have had the days for that. Yeah. You know that? (laughs) Yeah. A white person wrote this. And directed. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. (sighs) Yeah. Now I have to Google Christine to see if she at least looks cool. <laughs> I, well, I mean, if it, if it, I Googled her last night, if it helps, she is Mel B's ex-girlfriend. I'm so fucking stupid. Mel B is gay. Or she's gay or bisexual. I don't I don't know. But she she was in a very long relationship with this woman. Oh, this is a dyke. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Okay, we back in. Okay. <laughs> oh no, this is kind of recent too. There. Oh wow, Melby's yeah. gay. Yeah. Why nobody was gonna tell me? Girl, I thought you knew. You need to get your pamphlets refreshed or something. I don't know. I mean, shit. If Nisi Nash could slip under the fucking radar <laughs> and nobody let anybody know nothing, <laughs> goddamn. The gay this was in the tabloids though. 
Maybe it's because this was over across I'm, the pond. That's what it was. Maybe y'all just not aware. Maybe so. You know I don't there. fuck with that. Yeah. I just feel as though that the gay community used to be a well-oiled machine. We used to be a tight organization. <laughs> and now, you know, I got to hear about stuff in the streets from straight people. That's crazy. Am I the streets? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? You the streets. <laughs> You the streets, man. I shouldn't have to get this from you. I should be able to get this at the meetings from my you know, community. See, I'm doing what I'm doing as an ally to inform you of things that you clearly don't know. So you're welcome. We'll talk about it offline. Okay. <laughs> anyway, back well, to Wednesday. So Christine is a dyke. But yeah. Yeah. Let's get back to the. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to the matter at hand. So uh, Wednesday sees her white girlfriend. The boys are loving her. And, you know, honestly, it's just because she white and she, they in the Bronx. So she seems exotic mm-hmm. uh, for that demographic. So they're loving her. Wednesday notices this. So her girlfriend, whose name is Nikki, goes, look, when, you know, I know you say you don't want, you know, to put me out there with them because I'm your girl and not one of your hoes, but we need some money and I can make us some money. So Wednesday lays down like the rules of the game to her, like what what is and what is not appropriate for one, our relationship, and two, to keep you safe out here because that's those are our priorities. And you know it works. Nikki goes out and she meets these guys. I think they share like over the course of like a day or something, and she makes mm-hmm. what eight hundred dollars or something like that, which is money they desperately needed to get the rent paid mm-hmm. and to stay. Yeah, it wasn't gonna make the rent. Yeah. Wednesday had to get her mom had to bail her mom out of jail. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we see that happen. And, oh, go ahead. Nah, that's all I was saying. Oh, okay, yeah. And then fast forward, Wednesday then meets her real money maker. The real. Uh, is it okay if you pass the baton to me? I have. Yeah, please. I want to lay this out. So they go to the strip club. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, at the. Let's back up. At the party, Wednesday's friend Science, which is a cool ass nickname. Yeah, uh, he can. operates Chop Shop, so they're mm-hmm. like, uh, it's like a a business network. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're both in, and he's like, you know, you got to get you some new girls. You got to refresh your inventory. Let's go to the right. strip club. You could probably be some fine girls in there, right? They get to the strip club, and this gr- the the announcer announces who's next, and her mm-hmm. name is. Destiny. Destiny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Destiny. So she comes up and she's, you know, she's doing a thing. And even though there are some things about this that are very realistic to a strip club, I, I've only been to mm. one once. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows I'm cheap. So I, it's, it's not my favorite venue. <laughs> but I'm cheap and I'm, <laughs> I'm cheap, but I come up off my wallet easy for beautiful women. So it's not a safe place for me to be. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody know that about me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have been. And so she's up on stage and like the lights and the people cheering, that's accurate. But Wednesday is enamored. Like Wednesday is enthralled by this woman. Yeah. And when the girl goes off stage, the one inaccurate thing is that one, nobody threw any money on the stage. Mm. Two, she didn't like sweep her money up <laughs> on the stage, yeah. which yeah, is the yeah. weirdest thing about strip club performances. Cause like <laughs> it's Look. the music, the lights have gone up and now we're just looking at you pick the money up. I really feel like they could do that better, but <laughs> like, you know how they need to have like on like bowling. the NBA, like the basketball sweepers, the little kids that come and get mm-hmm. put off the floor. They need to have that at a strip club. Like somebody who ain't like working right now, they need to come up on the side, get the money up. While my sis can go back backstage and then mm-hmm. give her her coin. But see, that's another nigga you got to pay. And the strippers ain't going to like that. So Well, make it be like, like the girls who work at the bar or something. Like, if that's their thing, then they come oh. up after the show. No? Mm-mm. Bartenders and strippers, because the bartenders are typically women in the club, mm-hmm. at, at some clubs. A lot of tension there. Oh, a lot of tension. Especially in New York clubs. It's straight beef. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Between okay. the strippers and the bartenders. So that would not fly. I'm thinking mm. like at a bowling alley, when you roll the ball down there, how they just have the thing that picked the pins up. You want to become a smart house? <laughs> Is that what you want? <laughs> we got to automate Sydney's a mechanical, we gotta automate. Some kind of mechanical invention that happens on the stage that sucks all the money down when, <laughs> when the girls are done. Yeah. 
City uh, won't be long before the strippers are automated. So we can at least automate this Who the this hell job. wants to see an automated stripper? You don't watch Black Mirror. <laughs> I don't, because I do not, girl. I don't. I had a note on the strip club, but it, it wasn't positive. So maybe I should keep it to myself. Oh, well, let me get through the positives and then you could, because all, all notes are welcome. So okay, yeah. it, that's just the one note that I did notice that wasn't accurate to strip club. Mm-hmm. But so Wednesday gets a private dance from this girl. And she's literally just like enamored because number one, she sees dollar signs. Yeah. She sees that this girl is like, could be the one who, who sets her up to be living better. Mm-hmm. And number two, destiny fine as hell. <laughs> <laughs> so like, it's just, it's just straight romantic eyes. And the, the biggest thing that I noted about the strip club scene, the final thing I'll say is mm-hmm. when she's getting a private dance from destiny, this scene is like the dialogue is perfect. And now it makes yeah, sense that the writer is good. a dyke because the, the banter between the two made me go like, Oh, <laughs> said, what? What? Oh. <laughs> it literally made me go <laughs> <laughs> so i absolutely love that and Ooh, that the, the thing that made me go yep 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 on this movie is uh. <laughs> the is the thing you said when we first started off the episode was that Kiki Palmer's a, a dyke dyke in this movie. She's like, a, <laughs> like she full lesbian, and she I love that. So that was just very. It was very sexy and it was very like like clever and quick. Yeah. What do you have on on the strip club scene? My only note on the strip club scene, and I think it's 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 really kind of irrelevant, like not even relevant to the storyline itself. It's just my own um, personal views now after I have a. Uh, finished watching p valley on stars i mean i don't think destiny really came with it uh with the dance or (laughs) with her moment (laughs) i mean she sis could have really worked a lot harder in my opinion uh because the girls on p valley are going forward okay they i mean Mm -hmm. these are athletes these women are they know what they're doing she looked clueless Mm -hmm. to me honestly she looked kind of uncomfortable uh, during the scene like or during her scene like stripping it didn't seem natural to her and maybe because also the woman who plays her Vanessa Morgan she's on Riverdale on the CW and me seeing mm-hmm. her from that to being in pimp and working as a stripper slash hoe it was just weird for me to see I guess oh Sydney I have a comment that's mm-hmm. gonna make you proud oh what what is that when I watched season one of the Real Housewives of Atlanta Mm-hmm. Um, actually, no. Sorry, season two of the Real mm-hmm. Housewives of Atlanta, mm-hmm. and they did RT. the <laughs> yes, Atlanta, <laughs> and they did the um, alter ego photo shoot. And yeah, Nini, Leakes, Nini. <laughs> her alter ego was at the strip club. I genuinely uh-huh. think Nini did have more of a natural stage presence than this actress. Yes, yeah, I am did. okay saying that. Yeah, Nini. Are you proud? I am very proud of the, of that uh, comment, that realization that you could see the parallel between the two. Because mm-hmm. honestly, I could connect the Housewives of Atlanta to to anything if if need be at this point. Um, I'm just but. trying to pacify you so you don't bring up Love After Lockup. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't have any. I couldn't relate anything to it in this movie. There were no pimps in Love After Lockup, okay. as far as I know. So. Okay. Yeah, that would be weird for the. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I do agree that she wasn't that great of a stripper, but like, but she was pretty. In my experience, yeah, she's hot. Yeah, and in my experience at a strip club, not all of them are like, like (laughs) the world's best booty shaker. Like (laughs) most of the, like at least half of them, the girls that go on earlier in the night, Mm -hmm. is this. Everybody has a niche. <laughs> okay, look, I'm gonna say this, and I hope it doesn't come off wrong. I haven't been in a strip club yet, but if I go, when I go to the mm-hmm. strip club, if you're not shaking it and you're not showing me your athletic ability, I'm not throwing no dollars. You can cut that if you want. <laughs> Sydney, there's nothing that can make me cut that. <laughs> I mean, I just never heard you talk like that. Um, and that's fair because for you, you're there for the same reason you would go to a, a, a 
like the universal circus acrobatics yeah. and I want like, a show performance and entertainment. Yeah. I'm there for a different reason. So this <laughs> woman up on the stage, even though she didn't perform, like she wasn't at the top of the pole doing all types of like King of Diamonds shit. Uh-huh. She was fine. And okay. she was working to the music and she mm-hmm. would have got my dollars. Easy. No, okay. Easy. Yeah. I would have went to the ATM. Easy. Oh. Okay. Yep. That that yeah. is where we But differ. like I said, <laughs> I come up off my wallet for a pretty woman real easy. It's why mm. <laughs> when I did go to the strip club, I did not bring my ATM card because I know for Smart. a fact I would have withdrawn funds. <laughs> Smart. Okay. <laughs> Smart. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But this, see, the strip club scene was one of my favorite scenes. And it's it clearly one that we enjoyed because we were talking about it for so long. Yeah. No, it, it was one that, that stuck with me for sure that I did have some notes on and I wanted to talk about. So, glad we did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now here's where the plot thickens. Yeah, because <laughs> Destiny has a troubled past. Oh my. Yeah. Uh, so Destiny in the strip club is where uh, Wednesday makes the proposition to Destiny because you know you you make there's like code words that you in like in a strip club that you can say to figure out if the girl is a working girl. Um, mm-hmm. how fucking old am I? Um, <laughs> like the eighties and. <laughs> Wednesday got to the bottom of that and, you know, made the proposition that you should come work for me. And Mm -hmm. Destiny seems like really into it. And clearly we realized that it might be too good to be true because Wednesday's hoes are really not on Destiny's level. No, they are not. Yeah, they really are. Destiny is leagues ahead of the motel, what she calls like street hoes, what Destiny calls. Like she, she, Mm -hmm. she sees herself as above that. Um, and shit was sweet for a while, but Destiny has a pimp already. His name is Kenny. Mm-hmm. And he is one crazy motherfucker. I want to talk about I was going to say Kenny. the same thing. What did Kenny you think? Kenny is crazy as hell. That, that, I will say, uh, the actor that is playing Kenny, he did do a great job at portraying this crazy man. I mean, he was, mm-hmm. everything about him was insane. He was like off, like, just off so we when we finally meet kenny we see destiny uh he picks her up from the club or whatever which he owns a strip club we find out later and he has two other hoes in the back seat who he's trying to get to work and i feel bad for keep calling these girls hoes but that's what they say yeah uh, yeah guys it's like we don't support sex trafficking i support (laughs) fully and wholeheartedly sex workers Mm -hmm. clearly evidenced by my will to (laughs) pay Mm -hmm. strippers (laughs) but like (laughs) pimps can 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 kick rocks in my books women yeah. don't need pimps and right. the movie calls the characters hoes <laughs> and it's it's has it has only one syllable um so yeah. understand we're not that we're not agreeing with the message right <laughs> the okay. message actually i agree with i don't agree with the the actions that the characters take great uh, so he has these two women these these lovely ladies in the back seat and uh, <laughs> these ladies these ladies in the back seat. Uh, chocolate and vanilla swirl is sitting in the back seat. And chocolate and vanilla swirl. <laughs> Destiny's fed up because, like, look, I'm, I'm your top girl. You know, we're not just going to be canvassing around the streets with these girls in the back. Like, people need to know that like, I'm top dollar here. Like, I don't care about these other girls. Have them ride with somebody else, have them walk, whatever. Take the bus. I do not care. He's like, oh, okay, cool. Well, then I can make that happen. I'll get rid of one of them right now because I show you how much I love you. He has a loaded gun and he is going back and forth mm-hmm. playing any, many, many, mo on which one of these girls he is going to kill in a moving truck. They are driving. He kills one of the mm-hmm. girls and then just dumps her body. I didn't think he'd kill her. Me I, that was crazy. And that's when I realized this movie had me because I was really invested. Like in a, in a movie that hasn't built the stakes or 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 really shown a character mm-hmm. this scene would have been silly but yeah. it, i was i was on the edge of my seat i was like oh god <laughs> honestly had i not wanted to finish the movie after he killed homegirl i probably would have turned it off like if mm-hmm. i just want yeah, i really exactly. wanted to see what happened with wednesday and her story and how this is gonna work out finding out destiny already has a pimp but if i didn't really care about that part of the story i would have just changed it because i didn't want to see that yeah, that would have been too much if the movie hadn't hadn't built up the stakes like piece mm-hmm. by piece, and 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 that's why I say there's nothing for me to there's really nothing for me to critique uh, in terms of 
laying out a story, building mm-hmm. stakes, and um, uh, what's it called? Developing character. Yeah. You know? Christine yeah. did a fine job with that. She did. She did. Finding out she was a white woman did shock me, though. I'm not going to lie. I'm okay. She gay. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to talk about, because, you know, we're getting close to to when we need to wrap up. So I, I just want to call out the, the one final scene that I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you can bring us the scenes that you... That, that impacted you you want to talk about as well yeah yeah so of course it doesn't take long for kenny's crazy ass to find destiny gallivanting around with the dyke pimp yeah <laughs> and kenny is coming to you know collect what he thinks is his property which is uh, destiny a woman yeah and punish wednesday mm-hmm. and there's a hotel scene and she had to kill a nigga and once again, mm-hmm. the stakes are raised and the story is developing. We're literally, I'm literally like, what the hell is finna happen? Yeah. You know, I didn't know which way this was going to go. So Nikki has to, not Nikki, Nikki and Wednesday have to make a run for it. Cause yep. somebody dead now. Um, and this man runs and it least apparently. Mm-hmm. And Kenny kind of, Kenny runs them down as they're trying to like drive out of the Bronx with um, the escort of, uh wednesday friend wednesday's friend anyway yep. there's a shootout and things go badly <laughs> they do and it's quite tragic things go badly everybody gets shot that now nikki the white girl does get to kill kenny the big bad that's great oh, yeah 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 and i was really hoping that he got got because i i just i couldn't see him the world off could not have on people i just could not see that yeah and that's kind of what makes this a little more satisfying than the tragedy of uh queen and slim because at least the bad guy dies in this movie yeah um and we get this final scene that's kind of throughout the movie we're getting a lot of parallels between wednesday's life now and her upbringing with her father Mm -hmm. and the final scene you know she's looking at nikki they're both they both got hit in the in the in the, uh, yeah in the yeah. gunfight and they're sitting in the front seat of the car and they look at each other and they you know love each other and they're like i got you and then they both just fade off and, and that's the final scene which is very similar to the overdosing scene earlier right with right Wednesday's father and i i that's why i like the movie the story mm-hmm. is neat it wraps up and it all it all makes sense yeah it does i want to just bring up my my actual well, I, one of my favorite scenes in the movie was right before uh, the gunfight when Wednesday goes because her mother uh, she started to use drugs again, and she mm-hmm. like is somewhere on the street like strung out, and the police find her on the bench, so they arrest her. Uh, she's back in jail, and Wednesday goes to visit her mom and possibly bail her out if you know she could have this real one-on-one conversation before she has to skip town. Like, mom, I'm doing all this stuff for you. I. I know you're my mother and I'm supposed to love you, but have you ever really loved me or am I just somebody who's literally keeping you alive at this point? What what is mm-hmm. what is this relationship? It's really one-sided. And Miss Ingenue Ellis performs what I like to call the leave me monologue. And my, <laughs> woo, I had to pause it afterwards because I wasn't expecting to have so much emotion fill up in me seeing her like yeah. I mean she, she's yelling at Kiki's character she's crying but it's so emotional and I, it's you can just see her mother like obviously she loves Wednesday she's her daughter but she is an addict and the love of her life mm-hmm. Wednesday's father is gone and has been gone for a long time so there is no family for her anymore without him and she don't know how to tell mm-hmm. Wednesday that without obviously breaking her heart so it's really like in those scenes uh, after a kid finds a dog and a dog has to run away. He's like, get out of here, man. Get the hell out. Leave me. Mm-hmm. I don't care where you go. It's a lot like that. Go on. Right, go on. But it's so emotional. And so it was beautiful. And Ingenue yeah. is, I said it in the beginning, that woman is an actor. She puts her yeah. all into a character. So ugh, That scene great. was perfect. I, I yeah. did tear up. And I'm not as much of a crier at, at movies as you are. 
Okay. Um, I, there's no need for me to bring up Sister Code. I bring it up every time. <laughs> I mean, you really do. It's sad. Anyway. <laughs> it's sad. <laughs> but yeah, that, that was a perfect scene. Um, mm-hmm. I had a... No, that's the only thing I wrote about that scene is now let's talk, quote, now let's talk about a motherfucking actress. That's what actress. I wrote. Actress. <laughs> I knew. Yeah. Ugh. She did that. She could do that, yeah. I thought they had great chemistry, like great mother-daughter chemistry. And mm-hmm. in terms mm-hmm. of like, I, I think you really hit it on the head about how we, it's very clear why her mom is so conflicted and why her mom mm-hmm. is so like, like all these complex feelings she has and the thing that she says twice in the movie when dmx dies and also in this scene is that she's still mad that he left us that's what like you like she keeps saying that Mm -hmm. like she sees his death as like like an offense that he Yeah. yeah a betrayal that he did um he left us why would he do that and Mm -hmm. i I really thought that was just it it's perfect character building and great even more perfect acting 10 out of 10 now this is uh (laughs) now sydney here's a question that after two episodes of y'all was here last week y'all know what happened (laughs) (laughs) i am finally happy and um excited to ask you this question are you ready I'm ready. Sid, who came to act? I I really do love this question every week because I try and put a lot of thought into it and really narrow down who I just had a lasting impact on me, who left it all on the stage, as they say, but in our case, left it all on the screen. Um, and this week, for me, the answer was obvious after the scene I just mentioned, but I would love to nominate, and I hope you accept this, uh, Miss Ingenue for the Who Came to Act Award this week. Fully, wholeheartedly. She acted down. And I I said that after we're like six or seven minutes into the movie and DMX dies, the way she she just pulled that up out of her on on the street, she really, she gave it all. That's... I. I don't know if I've seen her in a movie before, but now I, I'm going to look up her. Oh, yeah, girl. Because she's it. You need, uh, most recently, she was in uh, the Clark Sisters biopic on Lifetime. Mm. She was uh, Dr. Maddie Moss Clark. Act, I mean, acting. What a woman. And she's on uh, Lovecraft Country right now with Journey Smollett and Jonathan Majors. I mean, this woman is talented. She needs to be working a whole lot more and she needs some goddamn awards. The fact that she did not get an Emmy mm-hmm. for her Clark Sisters performance is is criminal. I need to talk to somebody about that. Fuck them white ass Emmys. You yes. got this one, sis. Yes. This one for you. This is for you. You came to act in this movie. We recognize and appreciate your talent because you got it. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot, man, that was good. <laughs> well, I like I said I enjoyed this movie and I appreciate that nomination because I think it was very well deserved and apt. Sydney. Thank you. Yeah, I I I like this movie a lot more than I thought because when we picked it, I said, you know what? Let's just give Kiki some love. Let's watch Pimp, and Kiki did her thing in this too. So shout out to Miss Palmer because look, sis, you stay working. I I've been a fan of yours since you was out because he was what like G. We've been a stands. <laughs> we 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 see you. Hell yeah. Press the digitation. Hello. <laughs> you know what I will say about this movie? The only bad thing I have to say, other than it was it was a little gory and gruesome, but it's a gangster movie. It's supposed to be. Um mm-hmm. the production of the movie is absolutely fine. I liked it. Yeah. Who I am gonna point a finger at right now is the marketers. The movie mm-hmm. is a tragedy. And it's a drama, and it's it's a it's kind of a serious story. There mm-hmm. are not a lot of laughs in this movie, yeah, and no. because of that pink ass font, and <laughs> yep. honestly, Kiki's faux locks were a little goofy of a choice, I, and so the way they had her dressed in the the cover photo, and this is just weird. It's like it looked 
the community on Twitter <laughs> like played it for comedy, and I haven't heard anybody talk about the movie. And because of the way they staged it and marketed it, it missed the opportunity to to get to people. You know? Yeah, I agree. It looked it looked gimmicky, so I, that's why it took me forever to even like tune into it because I was like, "What is this?" Okay, got Kiki Palmer in it. I'll watch it yeah. eventually. I'm a fan of Kiki's, but like this just look off. This don't look like. Yeah, this is your first time watching it. Yeah, my first time. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah. It, I, it's been two years, and I didn't watch it because I thought it was gonna be some fuck shit. And honestly, it wasn't. It was a decent movie, and and I liked it. Yeah. So, shout out to you, Kiki. Yeah. Uh, keep working, girl. We know you will, because you you always find you a way. Period. Period. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you got anything else, Sid? No, that's all I got. Look, uh, I hope everyone is still quarantining like Alexis and I are, uh, washing your hands mm-hmm. and wearing your mask, being responsible. So, yeah, that's all do I your got. best. Yeah. And hey, man, if your friend invites you to a wedding, just no. No. <laughs> Say no. No for now. All right. Um, I do want to, before we head out, I do want to say thank y'all. Um <laughs> we I hope we, we made good on our promise last week that we made last week. Yeah. <laughs> the new Chitlin circuit is 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 it's black indies. That's yeah. period. period. <laughs> okay, so we're not gonna get caught slipping like that no more. We're well, doing our due diligence, as they say. Yeah. All right, I'm out. All right, bye y'all. Thanks for listening. If you're tuning in on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, if you see seeing five stars right now, just click all of them for us. Feel free to join in on the conversation. You can find us on Twitter at TNCCPod. And check us out on Instagram at New Chitlin Circuit. And that's spelled C-H-I-T-L-I-N. Oh.